Hey guys, you're listening to Shit Chat, episode number 12. Who are you? I am Sultan. Um, man, you're ruining my fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that cats are smarter than dogs? Like actually smarter than dogs? It's been proven scientifically. Yes. Ah. Cats have 300 million neurons just about there in the cerebral cortex, mm. whereas dogs are at 160 million. So cats over dogs, always. Mm. Okay, I can get behind that. <laughs> it's me my bad guys hey man welcome back to the shit chat podcast it has been a minute almost like we were it's been like an hour uh, yeah a minute is is an understatement that's for sure we are we are about an hour maybe maybe a couple hours away from from our last episode it's been a while it has been we've been pretty preoccupied yeah with our with our obligations um me with uh, work and studying for my licensing exam, which I passed Congrats. as of this Monday. Congratulations. Thank you my very friend. much. Much deserved. It felt so good. Oh I killed the information gathering mm-hmm. section like a boss. Mm-hmm. I passed decision making, which is the tough section. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time I took the test, I had failed that section by like 16 points. So the fact that I was able to pass this time around was a huge improvement. Absolutely. Huge improvement. I'm really glad that like I came around with my studying. And I actually feel like I learned a lot and I've been applying it at work. So I feel like I've become a better therapist as a result of That's this. That's good. It's always good when you can apply, you know, what you're learning at work to or oh, what absolutely. you learn through your studies to work. So yeah. I'm very happy for you. Congratulations. Thank you very, very much. Very well deserved. Yeah. Um yeah, no, I've I've uh, I've been pretty busy as well, not gonna lie. Uh Ramadan's officially over. I gave a departmental seminar about a couple weeks ago now. Hmm. Uh, that was fun. Super fun to uh, plan those very last second. Um, <laughs> for, for when those, you say it like that, it doesn't sound fun. No, not even a little bit. Uh, <laughs> it was, it, it kind of came out of the blue. Like we all knew that we were yeah. going to give one, but uh, the fact that we had to give one two weeks ahead of time uh, was just kind of stressful mm. to kind of put all of my data together that I've been working on for the past four years uh, just into one PowerPoint and talk about it in 30 minutes right. is uh, never fun. Then sit there and get grilled for mm. about 15 minutes after I got you. about your knowledge. I remember when I had to do a seminar mm-hmm. on self-harm detection at a public middle school yeah. and I was given a week to prepare my presentation it was not fun. No. And I did not enjoy it. No, it's, at it's all. never it never is. Um thankfully everything went well. Mm-hmm. Seminar went well. You know, I'm still a PhD student, so I didn't get fired. Uh so Excellent. that's always good. <laughs> Excellent. Um uh you know, family's been around town and uh your boy got the vid. Yeah. Uh not fun. Not fun. Don't recommend it. Um just don't get it. But yeah, so so we're back now. Okay, that's yeah. your that's your recommendation. Yeah, don't get it. Just don't get it. Don't get it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I feel like everybody's yeah. recommendation has been uh, freaking quarantine out of freedom would not catch. Like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. 
But, you know, uh, we're here yeah. now, and, and we're chilling. Yeah, we are chilling. Yeah. You, me, and Valkyrie, my cat. You, me, and Valkyrie. It's a, it's a good movie name. That is a good movie name. Me and Dupree. Except yeah. it's you, you me, Valkyrie. and Valkyrie. Yeah, way better movie. So, context. I now have a cat. He does. She is six weeks old. When did you get her? Uh, literally yesterday. <laughs> she has only been with me for 24 hours. He's but a road trip to, she to for us is. is yeah 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 but she is now the second love of my life the first being of course my wife mm-hmm. and if anything happens to this cat it will destroy me <laughs> <laughs> yeah her full name FYI is Valkyrie the god shattering star which is a great like it's a, it's a very very big name it's a great name it's uh-huh. a lot to put on a 6 week old cat i think the she expectations can live up to are it. high yeah. Yeah. yeah i think she's got it listen she's already shattering i think so many expectations of her as a 6 week old that is cat. true yeah she's climbed into your backpack twice now yeah 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 in attempts to climb up here where i'm sitting and sit on my lap yeah so eventually she just kind of she still kept trying like she even when the bag fell over she got on it and she was kind of looking at me like, Dad, <laughs> help. help. <laughs> so it takes a big like, cat to ask for help. It does. Yeah. It does. And she's scientifically proven to be smarter than a dog. Yeah. I don't think a dog would have known to, to ask for help. Nope. I don't think a dog would have wanted to just chill on my lap, though. Nope. So. A dog would have peed on my floor. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking from experience. Okay. Not fun. <laughs> Very much a cat person. But yeah. So you're not you're not big on dogs at all. I like dogs. I've I like come other around. people's dogs. Like I've come around to dogs ever since uh, my my wife's late dog uh, mm-hmm. Lucy, the Rottweiler. Mm-hmm. Which, mind you, my my fear of dogs like dates back to when I was a kid, and it's always of big dogs. Okay. I was not a big dog person. Okay. For the longest time, you okay? Sorry, she was twitching. <laughs> um, you know, just because of some experiences that I had with them. But then I met Lucy, who was a Rottweiler, which. Literally, like, one of the biggest dogs. Right. Like, Lucy was a bear, mm-hmm. but a dog. But she was the most sweet, most loving animal I had ever known. Okay. Loved her to death. So, I've come around to dogs since then. Yeah. I actually ha- hate smaller dogs now. Dude, they're the worst. Yeah, to, to a degree. Yeah. Um, like, for example, um, Armando's old dog... Mm-hmm. Um, what was his name? I think it was um, Washi Pupa. <laughs> okay. That was what his mom Washi called Poopa? him. Yeah, but Armando called him um, Puppy. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, Puppy. Yeah, he was a uh, he was a uh, he was a Chiwini. A Chiwini. Yeah. Oh, hold on, Valkyrie. I feel you walking. Do you want to get down? Here, I'm going to put you down. Don't Give me one second, speak. guys. Thank God. you, Valkyrie. I'm gonna die. That was so cute. I hope I hope that got picked up. Um, <laughs> so so puppy. Yeah. So puppy was a was a Chiwini that Armando um, had for the longest time. Um, you know, fortunately, also passed away like all good dogs do. For sure. And that was one of the few little dogs that I absolutely loved because puppy was the stupidest fucking dog. <laughs> But it was so lovable how stupid he was. He also would do like this very like sassy little trot. Yeah. And on top of that, he did this thing where like he would approach you 
and he would lift a pop yeah. as oh. if like he was injured. But I think it was like a ploy to like get attention. Like, oh no, what's going on here? Oh, my little pa. If only someone would give me the pets. Yeah, the pets that magic. Then I could walk things. again. Yep. Dogs, yeah. man. No. I loved I loved both of Armando's dogs. I loved Washi Pupa and Washi Mia. There was oh, they were both Washi. Yeah, Washi Mia, I think, was Angel. Okay. Which was his his bigger dog. That dog was a freaking angel mm-hmm. as well. Just super sweet. <laughs> Sorry, Valkyrie's meowing at Valkyrie's, us from, yeah, from under the table. Peeping uh, from somewhere. Well, you know, they say cats um cats learn by trial and error. So yeah. she's very much in the learning bit. Oh, she's right under me. What's up, little girl? I guess so. I think she's trying to she's trying to get back up. She's like, I want to go up there. I want elevation. She just nibbled my tip of my finger i mean she likes you she's been nibbling my fingers all day if you say ow she's actually really smart and she'll she'll let go she's going back to dad yeah hey mama so yeah as you guys can see we're very preoccupied with uh valkyrie she's uh a little heavenly thing yeah kind of have to helicopter her, her a little bit just because i don't Want anything to happen to her? That's okay. Isn't that, um, you know. Yeah, but I think I think she'll be okay. I only just sprayed down the pesticides, so yeah, she'll be fine. I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> Lots of rain <laughs> spray, Mike. <laughs> All right, so let's get this show on the road. Let's do so it. why don't we go ahead and kick it off with everybody's favorite? Everybody's favorite, or at the very least, my favorite. Absolutely, the pulse. Let's do it. So we have done quite a number of these since the last episode came out. And this is especially true if you follow me on my personal page, which I imagine only a few of you do. And that's okay. It's but either way, the... Doesn't what? hurt your feelings? Well, maybe like a little bit, no. but whatever, I get over it. <laughs> either way, the polls that we're going to talk about today are strictly from our podcast page. So let's, let's go ahead do it. and get started. So with this one, I wanted to do this one because I feel like it makes for good discussion. Okay. So which is better, the day off or the night before the day off? Okay. Are you, oh, me? Yeah. The night before the day yeah. off. Okay. So like I'm equating this to a Friday night right? uh-huh. because we, we all get, well, not everybody, but most people get weekends off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always asked this, whether I prefer Friday nights or Sundays in general, and uh-huh. I actually prefer Friday nights. So there is no better feeling than having a long ass work week and then coming home at the end of that day and just plopping down on the couch and being like, I don't have to worry about anything for the next 48 hours or 24 hours or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. So the night before the day off is way better in my mind. Or that moment, that bliss, knowing that realization that you're about to have the day off is better than actually having the day off. Yeah, I completely agree. Okay. Friday night and Saturday night, Mm -hmm. to me, bliss. Because you know what? The next day, I still don't have to do anything yeah i can still be chilling <laughs> sorry like we're just talking and all we hear in the distance is a mew, mew. Yeah, she's, valkyrie she's somewhere yeah she'll be okay i she, think she, she's, she's just, exploring yeah she just wants attention um yeah i just i like that because to me that actually feels like like I have a day off. Yeah. Like Sunday doesn't feel like I have a, a day off. No, Sunday I know, you're getting ready for Monday. Yeah. And it's 
Yeah. Such a pain because you're like, dude, this is supposed to be my day off. And that's the worst. That's the worst day of any vacation. A hundred percent. The last day, day before yeah. before you have to return Unless to reality. It's been a shitty vacation. I guess. Yeah. Really depends. Yeah. But is a vacation ever so shitty that it's worse than your daily life? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You have had such a shitty vacation yeah. before. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Care to share? I broke up with my ex about a week Shit. before the vacation, went on vacation, was sad the entire time. Damn. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. I just, yeah. I but was it like, was it more like that happened and then it set the mood for you? Or was it like more like that happened and then everything that kind of happened on the vacation was also shitty? No, no. It was, was it that, that happened and set or, the mood? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I want to say like under ordinary circumstances, had you gone on that vacation, would you have had fun? Yeah, we went to Orlando. So then it wasn't the vacation's fault. Yeah, we went to Orlando. It was the first time in a long time that I'd been to yeah. Orlando. I was actually coming here to, to see the school and whatever. Oh, okay. And uh, we wanted to stop in Orlando first. And so we did that. And we were I was just not in the right mindset at all. And I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. And then we went to Golden Corral. And I was like, I hate it here. Jeez. Yeah. A couple Golden Corral with a breakup. And that's just a bad time. That sounds like a bad mental time. Health. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> I'm like imagining you like like half inserted into like a chocolate fountain, just like uh, uh, I need the sweet to fill this void. It's very much a Tina from Bob's Burgers there's type a, of deal. There's a hole in the universe everywhere she used to be. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. God, cue the freaking emo music. <laughs> <laughs> My chemical romance starts to play and we're good to go. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm very much <laughs> the day before the day off. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm, I'm on the same page as you. So let's take a look at what the voters said. So this one was actually kind of split. No way. 43% said the day off itself Okay. is better. 57% said the night before the day off. Let's go 57%. Is better. Y'all are my favorites. Yeah. If you're in that 57%. I don't, I don't know what the 43 percenters are thinking. I don't know either. But I'm sure they have their reasons, even if they're wrong. Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> I guess, you know, opinions are opinions. There are definitely some wrong opinions. Yeah. Like that one, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just messing it could be It could be, too, because, like, the night off before a day off, I like a lot. But I, I say that coming from a position where, like, it isn't as if... Um, uh, fuck, Valkyrie's throwing me off. I'm saying it from a position <laughs> where, like, I get off and then I have a night to enjoy. You know what I mean? She wants to get up. Yeah. You want to try to you want to try to pick her up, put her on your lap, Come see here. if she'll chill there. Go for it. Come here, Valkyrie. Nah, she's being very cautious with me. Yeah, that's okay. okay. I mean, so keep talking. I'll see if I can bring her over here. So, but so you get where I'm coming from, right? Like I'm coming from a position where I have a night off to actually enjoy and de-stress. Absolutely. So maybe these people are coming from like a different perspective, where maybe they don't have that, and the day off is genuinely what they do have to actually, you know, relax. Yeah, she's on my shoe right now. She's climbed up onto the shoe. She's climbed down from the shoe. And she has run away. <laughs> I tried really hard to listen to you. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. It's just the weight of a very small cat on my on my foot because uh, my foot is a little elevated off the ground right now and I can yeah, just yeah, feel yeah. her climbing up. 
So the night before, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, fuck. So I'm just saying, Valkyrie yeah, with the night. Valkyrie is very much the same energy of cutting you off, by yeah. the way. So this is just a thing of the people and animals now in your life. So yes, please continue. Fantastic. Um, yeah, so I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, with the, with the day off people, maybe they have a reason for voting why they did. Right. I can't say that I can agree with it, but maybe I'm coming from a different perspective. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. So let's move on to the next. I'm excited to talk about this next okay, one. Okay, let's do it. Okay, choose your site to see. This one was really recent. Yep. So it was between Karen's Diner or the Soiling Wall. The Soiling Wall? The Soiling Wall. Can I get an explanation? It is a literal wall of toilet seats. These are both horrible. Okay. Um, oh, Karen's Diner. Yeah? Yeah. Explain. I'm imagining a diner filled with like really stupid <laughs> really stupid like live laugh love isms like those little oh my God. you know what i mean all over yeah. the walls um like bravery will always overcome something i don't know whatever <laughs> it's just some stupid power shit. always beats power yeah something really dumb yeah uh everyone there is it all just trickles down Yep. <laughs> the special is, uh, can I see the manager, please? Yeah. Uh, let me speak to your manager. Uh, everything is undercooked. The menu. So as horrible as that place sounds, I pick that one over toilet wall. Yeah? Yeah, I, I'm not I'm over toilet wall. Yeah? Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of... Um, I'm not a fan of... Uh, I don't know why, the toilet wall thing. It's not... It's weird. I think it's cool. Is it cool? I mean, we are shit chat. Like, I feel like we should go. Yeah. You know, and film an episode right now. Oh, dude. Dude, that'd be great. (laughs) That'd be fantastic. Unfortunately, unfortunately. So, mind you, there is a photo that I use to give people the visual. Right. I have conducted thorough research. I genuinely don't know where it is. (laughs) I'm still trying to figure out where. And I swear to God, once I do, I will get back to you. Great. But where are you going? Um, me? Yeah. Because these are two would, very different places. Yeah. Uh, it, it depends because, like, I feel like I would have more of a fun time at the Sorling Wall. But with that being said, the Karen's Diner is an experience. Because just to clarify, this is an actual diner that exists. Yep. So let me, let me just talk about it a little bit. So literally, it's an interactive diner. So at Karen's, you will be greeted and waited upon by rude waiters who, in return, are expecting you to give it full Karen. In other words, you are given a pass to be a Karen at this restaurant. I don't... In other words, you can complain. You can whine. That makes me so uncomfortable. they literally will not care. Okay. On top of that, if your name is actually Karen, they will give you a free drink. If your name is Karen? Yes. Okay. Jesus. I hate it. I, I don't <laughs> like it at all. And like I'm I'm somebody that's not very confrontational when, yeah. when something I, I mean it has to take a lot for uh-huh. to be for me to be confrontational. Right. Um God, no, I'm just not a fan. I, I, I don't yeah. want to well, have maybe, to be maybe maybe you'll come around when I explain some of the perks. So we've got a hundred percent rude staff. 
Okay, that's a perk, yeah. Yeah, so our staff are rude, our manners are non-existent, and we're the perfect place for Karens everywhere to vent their anger and dismay at the world. Okay. In other words, they dare you to ask for the manager. Okay. Handcrafted burgers. <laughs> that's the second perk on the yes. list. <laughs> and the third and final perk, um, alcohol. Okay. Yeah, that's I it. Mean, yeah, it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like any burger joint with rude service. God, yeah, but it's no. the theme. You're They've right. Capitalized on the Karen movement. You gotta you gotta be in a special mood to go there. I feel like. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. I can't help but wonder if acting like a Karen at this place actually, like, for example, gets you like a discount like on the meal or if you get like a special offer mm -hmm. or something like that, that'd be really interesting. Yeah, how mean you are equates to what the discount is yeah. on, your, on your apparently handcrafted burger. Exactly. So it's all they serve and alcohol. <laughs> yes. So although I wasn't able to find any uh, info on the Soiling Wall, and I'm going to level with you, that's a name that I came up with. It's probably yep. not actually called that. Sure. I did find something that was relatively similar called the Barney Smith Toilet Seat Art Museum, where this guy named Barney Smith literally made art pieces on 1,400 toilet seats and oh, wow. put that on display in Texas. It was in San Antonio. Now it's in uh, the colony, Texas. Okay. So... There's a place in Texas called The Colony? Apparently so. Okay. I don't know all what right. to make of that. <laughs> all right. yeah. Okay, all right. But, you know, I, I was looking at some of the, the art. It's actually really cool. It's cool that he, that he did this, that he literally just kind of chose a really unique way to express his art and just put it up for the world to see. And people love it. For it's, sure. It's considered a roadside attraction. Okay. So... I guess yeah. I, don't, I don't know I don't I don't like either of these places but I guess <laughs> I, I'm still gonna go with Karen's Karen's diner I guess just because there's food although if the if the Soiling Wall had like toilet themed food no that'd be absolutely interesting. not why would that make it better because there's food no yeah you gotta go with the theme you never seen those Japanese candies where like you do like little like toilet bubble things but it's like cotton candy no I I have no yeah. idea what you're talking about toilet like bubbles a, yeah cotton candy yeah are you talking about like the little uh the straw that you blow through and then you get the little bubbles at the end of it kind of but and you're blowing edible? it you're blowing it into like a little thingy that's in the shape of like a, a japanese toilet seat no. and then it kind of just makes the candy come out you never seen that i've never seen that no. i don't blame you i hadn't either until i had bought it myself and did it okay but yeah i mean if it's that <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd, I'd buy one or two I've i would buy a toilet seat mug and just drink soda out of it. Okay, I could see myself buying like yeah. a toilet seat mug. Like that's that's funny. Yeah. Like I don't I don't care who you are. That's funny. I would I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still going to Karen's diner. For sure, for sure. What the fuck? Oh. Was that? Uh, no, Valkyrie's tickling my heels. Valkyrie. Little kitty cat. Yeah. Let me see. If she if she keeps fussing, I'm gonna I'm gonna just bring her up here. Nah, she well, she's learning. Yeah. Climbing the backpack mm. now. You're good. <laughs> okay, so now let's go ahead and do our live poll. So let's this time, it. I'm actually going to be taking the helm um, because I had 
thought of this um, during the week on, okay. on my drive to work, and I thought, oh, this would be this would be interesting to talk about. And okay. I'm gonna post this on the page at a at a later point. Okay. But we're gonna we're gonna start the monologue or the dialogue here and now. Which food is worse to eat with your hands? Rice or pasta? Okay. So pasta. you're eating specifically with your hands. Yeah. Pasta is worse to eat with your hands. Yeah, for sure. You would prefer to eat rice with your hands. If I had to choose between the two, yeah, rice. Yeah, explain. So I've kind of, I feel like we've talked about this before, and maybe not on the show. Uh, certain Arab countries eat with their hands, uh-huh. uh, like Saudi Arabians. Yeah. They, they eat with their hands. So I had a Saudi Arabian friend, and I went over there once for uh, actually Ramadan, and mm. uh, we broke our fast together, and we sat down on the floor, because that's where they eat. Hi, Valkyrie. And um, what's up, baby girl? And so she's doing pushy paws on. She's making. Uh, <laughs> oh, she's trying to climb up my jeans. Oh man, you really want to come up here? Come here, girl. I gotcha. All right. I have obtained a Valkyrie. All right. Sorry, she's so damn cute. Yeah. Um, You're good, man. I don't blame you. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so we, we sat down, we were getting ready to eat, and I looked around, and I was like, where is my spoon? And he was like, nah, homie, and stuck his hand right into the middle of the giant plate of rice and just grabbed it and picked it up. Uh, so Arabs, obviously, rice, not pasta, that's not our thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do love pasta, but, like, with rice, you can mold it, you know what I mean? Like, you can make little, like, rice cakes or yeah. little whatever. You or like a really rice burger that. or, like, a rice hot dog. Absolutely. In other words, like, if I'm on, like, a diet of specific, like, like specifically rice, I can, like, kind of trick my mind by just molding it into the foods that I wish I could be eating. Exactly. <laughs> um, Can't really do that with pasta. Nope. And, like, think about the pasta that you're eating. So ravioli, I, I could see ravioli. Ravioli works. I would, I would be a savage and eat udon noodles with my bare hands. No, that's horrible. Like imagine, <laughs> imagine totally like spaghetti though. like like a, like a spaghetti nah. It depends. It, if it's my wife's spaghetti, definitely not because my my wife is a she's a very saucy sp- spaghetti lady. So she puts a ton of different sauces and the thing with that is that's very messy to to eat with just hands. Interesting. Spaghetti. No, it's especially yeah, you're right, the saucy ones. Yeah. No. It's a thing. Like, if it was just, like, pasta and butter, I don't think I would mind as much, but I don't, you know, I, I don't I don't eat that. Pasta and butter is good, though. It is really good. I'm not going to deny that it's good. It's yeah. very simple, you know, very, very satisfying. But, unfortunately, I live in a very pasta-complicated household. Meaning? So, um, oh, if, if, like, if I'm getting pasta from my wife, I'm getting the works. Dude, I'm not just getting pasta getting, and butter. You're getting everything. I'm getting the whole enchilada, even though it's pasta. <laughs> I'm getting the whole linguine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, linguine would be bad to eat yeah. with your bare hands. Yeah, that, that's not. A good are there one. are there pastas that would be that would be more appropriate? Than ravioli. Others? Ravioli. Yeah, ravioli. Even if it's like a saucy ravioli. Yeah, even if it's a saucy. Well, hmm. but it's also easier to eat because it's like an individual little like kind of like a dough. Yeah, I'm thinking of like like maybe snackage. stuffed shells or. Yeah, uh, there's the manicotti, which is like the really giant. Pasta yeah, yeah, one. yeah, 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 yeah. That that one's I could see myself. God, no, no, I can't. Because you're right; they're all saucy at the end of the day, and I, I yeah. feel like it's unless weird. it's fried ravioli. 
If it's fried, like, yeah, like a, yeah. Or, or a baked ravioli. I think, if yeah. anything, that's probably the one pasta that's encouraged to eat with your bare hands. 100% because it's a mini sandwich. Yeah. Is there fried spaghetti? I've never seen Where, it. like, the individual, like, spaghettes, um, spaghettos are, are just, like, fried. No. Did you know that's what an individual strand of spaghetti is called? Spaghetto? It's called a spaghetto. Is that real? Yeah. I'm not even kidding. I don't like it. I love it. Spaghetto? Yeah. Spaghetto. Do you think... We could like. Never mind. I'm yeah. just thinking like. Maybe I'd like one order of spaghetti, please. <laughs> Do you think what is the longest piece of spaghetti out there? Just, just out there. Like if you were to Google it, like, <laughs> like what's like the roaming, world roaming like? the wilderness? <laughs> <laughs> what is the longest? There's some piece like of Italian ex, like freaking expedition somewhere. Like we need to find the day. Yeah, exactly. And they're and they're digging through like you know they're in Pompeii. They're digging through the the, uh, the, the legendary spaghetto. Yeah. Of uh, I I don't know. It's a mile about. long, but it's been looting. Yeah. You think the longest spaghetti spaghetto is a mile long? I don't know. Like think about it. Like what is the longest spaghetto? I There's got to be like a Guinness World Record yeah. for the longest no, spaghetto. No, no, without a doubt. A mile, though, I don't know. That's long. That's a long piece of spaghetti. That's a long piece of spaghetti. Where do you even... It would take... Where do you store that? Or do you just make it on the spot and just keep stretching it out until until you decide that it's done? So she jumped? I know, girly. Where are you going? So, Papi got you. update, she jumped from my leg to the other chair, which, impressive that she could do that. Yeah. No, she's, when she's confident, she, she jumps. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with a mile-long spaghetto. Yeah? I'm actually going to Google it right now. Honestly, I just, I don't even want to bet higher than that. I want to agree with you because I just want to know. Longest piece of spaghetti. If it's more than a mile... Um, I'm going to blow my mind. The longest strand of pasta measured 3,776 meters. That's 3.7 kil- kilometers, which is longer than a mile. Damn. Three point how do they even, how do you pull that off? They did it in Japan. Okay. So well, right, they're, they're like, read. they're like the spaghetto experts. Yeah, apparently. So, so that, that's 2.3 miles. So it's yeah. It's a, I'm actually no. I, it's a Guinness World Record. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm surprised. That, you know, like on the one hand, like I'm surprised that it's Japan, but I'm also not surprised that it's Japan, because Japan would pull some crazy shit like this. It, they would. I'm kind of disappointed. I'm disappointed that it wasn't Italy that did it. Yeah, and that's I know, gonna right? be that's gonna be their shame. I, for I like feel ever. like they're going to try to figure this out and like. Just, you know, yeah. they're sitting there like, like hundreds and thousands of old grandmas are yeah. just sitting at the... <laughs> the council of... <laughs> of, of pasta like ladies. Pasta ladies. Yeah. They're just sitting there and they're... And so we convene for our 57th annual meeting of how we're going to beat the fucking Japanese <laughs> at making the longest spaghetto. I wonder if... if Clarissa, yeah. you are first to speak. Do you think that there's like a... Clarissa. <laughs> <laughs> Just the oldest, like, you know, she's coming yeah. up, like, just shaking the entire yeah, time. Yeah. So the longest strand of pasta measured 3,776 meters and was achieved by Lawson Inc. in Japan at Time 24 Building, Aomi Kotoku, Tokyo, Japan, on the 20th of October, 2010. So this record's been sitting for 12 years. God damn. Just as the, the follow-up sentence to this and the last sentence of this is the whole pasta was cooked. 
It was cooked. It was cooked. How the fuck? How? Where do you get... <laughs> okay. So, probably not the right question to ask. How do you get, how do you get an oven that long? And, uh, or, like, a, yeah, like, I guess a giant pot of boiling water. I don't... Maybe yeah. they had, like, a bunch of people with, like, steam guns, and they were just shooting it maybe. and driving by. I don't have no maybe, idea. Maybe. That's crazy, That's though. impressive. All right. That should have been really my fun impressive. fact of the fucking day. That was, yeah. That's really good. Okay. But, I mean, there, there you go, man. Okay. So, in conclusion, pasta is worse to eat with your yeah, pants. Yeah, god damn it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> pasta is worse to eat with your hands, especially if it's a mile long. Yeah. Especially if it's 2.3 yeah. miles long. But if it's just a single individual, like if it's just the spaghetto, I feel like it's okay. No. If it's more than one, then it gets a little weird. Yeah. The important thing is that it's a spaghetto and not a piece of spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, gl- I'm glad. We're, we're learning so much today. We really are. Welcome to Shit Chat, the educational <laughs> podcast. Oh, my God. I mean, hey, if you get something out of this podcast, then... I'll be impressed. Yeah. I'll be very impressed. Alrighty. So let's go ahead then and... Fuck. Are you getting clawed? <laughs> no, I'm like fighting like a sneeze. Oh, oh, Blah. oh. What was that? Blah. That was me. Was that you relinquishing the sneeze? The sneeze? Don't <laughs> fucking make You've fun of me. You defeated the sneeze? Yes, I defeated the sneeze. Said, I'm the bee sneeze. Aren't you just the bee's knees? Yeah. Bees actually have knees. It's crazy. Do they? Yeah. Would you rather have no knees or no elbows? <laughs> <laughs> just, just wondering. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't. Because in either case, it's like weird. Because like, I'm thinking of, because when I imagine no knees, I'm thinking of Hank Hill's like father, Cotton from yeah, um, King of the Hill. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, he had his knees blown off in the war. And he just kind of waddles around like a like a cardboard cutout. Throwback show, by the way. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if I could do that. But I feel like there's just so much that I do with my hands that I just can't imagine not having... Well, your hands are intact. Bend a bit. I mean, yeah, but you can, like... You can still do the wrists. I know, but you there's know no... I mean? You just gotta... I mean, I guess I'll go, I guess I'll go with no, no elbows. I like my knees. Okay. I like being able to, to walk normal. You really are the bee's knees. Yeah. No. Yeah. I imagine like no elbows, but kind of like in the Harry Potter sense in that first movie when he broke his arm mm. and his whole arm was shattered and it was just like jello. Oh, okay. So that's what I kind of thought. But now that I'm thinking about it, no elbows means that you would be locked up, right? Yeah, like, that's that's what I was, the was fusion thinking. Of, yeah, so you didn't say no bones. You just said no elbow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no elbows. So no, no joint. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. You guys can't see it, but he's trying to like live it, dude. How would I like type at the computer? Like, I'd have to be like, I don't know, three feet away, maybe, and then just. I think so. You would need. Well, this is assuming that. Well, no, yeah, your arms would still be the same length. It's just no, no, no joint. Yeah, so I can't. Pretty much, then then (laughs) all your all your activities would require everything to be at least like three feet Mm -hmm. away from you at all times. But if you don't have knees, how are you gonna sit down? Like legs out, basically, you gotta, right? Yeah, you gotta. Everybody's you, sitting crisscross yeah, applesauce, and they're just you, making fun of you the entire time. You can't, no, you gotta, you gotta sit like it's like camp time. Yeah, you have two options. Yeah, full on leg or or split, 
or lay down, I no. guess. Three options. I think at that point, I would just get surgery to have joints in my legs. Okay, you, that's not part of the question. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Oh, uh, man. So let's move on. Um, speaking of... No knees? No. Moving on? Fucking, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, do we, what do we have next? Oh, sorry. So uh, that was actually one of my questions from. So I, I went a little early. Next up, we have uh, your your segment. If you want to introduce that. Oh sure. So, yeah. um, just to go with the theme of me passing my licensing exam, what we're going to do now is we're going to do a diagnosis case. Okay. So I'm going to present a case study to Firas as well as our viewers, and we're going to see how well you guys do in making the best clinical decisions based on the information that we have on hand in addition to your own knowledge of the field of mental health. Which I know nothing about. Yeah. No practical study at all. Let's see how you do. Yeah, I can't wait. So let's begin. So here is our case study. Henry, a 13-year-old boy, comes to your office with his parents. Both parents are frustrated with Henry's behavior at home and at school. Henry has been swearing and using obscene language with other students. Henry is also very disrespectful at home to his mother and siblings. He will not do any chores or clean his room. He has frequent outbursts and blames others for his mistakes. He is a bully and has been caught spray painting signs around town. The whole family is disrupted by Henry's acting out and his parents would like to put him in a residential program. Okay. Question one. What would you first do with Henry? Let me go ahead and lay out the options for you. Sure. Okay. Option one. Explore the relationship between Henry and his mother. Two, discuss his childhood. Three, discuss sibling relationships. Or four, investigate the discipline process in the home. Okay. So, I guess the... Oh, all right. This is really hard. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm trying to put myself in your shoes, right? So, bear in mind, none of these answers are wrong, but it's asking which would be the first thing that you do right um and from what i from what i understand the more that i've talked to you about what you do at work and everything um there's almost always going to be some uh involvement of the parental uh or or you know of the parents in these behavioral things this sounds kind of like an oppositional uh defiance i think it's actually called oppositional defiance disorder whatever mm-hmm. odd or something like that um regardless what i'm trying to say is i feel like to start like the first thing that i would do is try to establish a connection with the child uh or or some kind of uh just like trying to understand the full scope mm-hmm. uh, as to what's going on like a very general way yeah. to do it so i would explore the childhood okay so we are going to go with Option two, discuss his childhood. That's your final answer? That's my final answer. Okay. So FYI, we're not going to see which answers are correct and incorrect until you complete the whole case study, and we'll talk about each uh, answer. Okay. 
Okay, question two. What additional information do you need to formulate your initial diagnosis for Henry? Sure. Okay, option one, the duration of his symptoms. Option two, how long his parents have been married. Option three, his grades. And option four, his academic exceptionality. What the fuck is academic exceptionality over grades at this point? Okay. There's no option five, all of the above. I feel like all of those things are nice to know. I, okay, so let me yes, ask you this. Yes, but when we're this. talking about diagnosis. Sure. Well, I'm, I'm not a therapist, so yeah. I can't make that. But I guess, okay, all right, all right. Mm. If I were to guess. Um, but, but I did want to ask you uh, sure. before we get to that end. Is it, is it best to know, like, do you ask a ton of questions when you're in that situation? When you are making that diagnosis, are you, you don't tell me what the questions are, but are you asking multiple questions? Absolutely. To, right. To understand that Absolutely. full scope. Absolutely. I okay. need to understand the full scope of things. I need to know how these symptoms are presenting, the environments in which they present, mm -hmm. and whether or not there is functional distress and impairment mm -hmm. because of those symptoms. Right. I'm going to go with... Um, God damn it. I'm going to go with duration of the symptoms. The only reason why I say that is because I, I feel like for every diagnosis, you'll need different things. And every diagnosis is going to present itself a little differently. But for mm -hmm. this one specifically in my head, the way that I'm thinking about it is that maybe this isn't something that has been happening forever. And when you can find out as to when it started happening, then you can also maybe do some cause effect type of stuff here. Mm -hmm. but, okay. but that's, all right, that, that's my final answer is okay. uh, duration. Alrighty, so let's move on. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Question three. Henry's parents report that these symptoms have been present for more than a year. Based on this additional information, what would be your diagnosis for Henry? Oh, my God. Okay. So... Option one, we have conduct disorder. Okay. Option two, we have oppositional defiant disorder. Hey! <laughs> okay. Option cool. three, we have ADHD. Okay. And then option four, we have disruptive mood dysregulation disorder. Disruptive mood dysregulation disorder. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, keep in mind, I do not work in this field, nor do I know what any of the actual symptoms, etiologies, or things of that nature are for these diagnoses. I'm not going to go with ADHD because I think more has to be a part of that to, to really classify it as ADHD. I hope more has to be a part of it to classify it as ADHD. I'm going to go with ODD, oppositional defiance disorder, because that just, it, it sounds right. Okay. Question four. What duration of symptoms would you expect to see with a diagnosis of oppositional defiant disorder? Fuck. Okay. Option one, no specific duration. Okay. Option two, one month. Option three, six months. And option four, four months. Oh, God damn it. Why does there have to be a specific duration? That's my question. Like, it, it's context-dependent, I feel like. I'm trying to think back on... His name was Henry. Uh, I'm trying to think back on Henry's description. Is this always available to you as you, re as you read these questions yeah, as yeah, well? Yeah, the case study is 
here. I can reread it if you would like. I, I don't need the whole thing, but is there anything that indicates... So this is the point now where the mom is trying... Or, or the parents... Are the parents together? Is, is that indicated in the, in the study? In the case study? Let's see. It is not. Okay. Um, but they want to put him in residential. Correct. I'm going to go six months. Fuck it. Okay. Alrighty. Question five. Which behavior would you not see in oppositional defiant disorder? Okay. So option one. Gets along with younger children. <laughs> okay. Option two. Argues with adults. Okay. Option three. Presents it as vindictive. And option four. Engages in spiteful behavior. Okay. Option one. A. Yeah, yeah, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. So we got one right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Alrighty. Freebie. Question six. Uh-huh. What would you do next with Henry? Option one, send him to a boot camp. Oh. Option two, begin to develop a behavior management system okay. to treat Henry. Option three, discuss his feelings about his father. Jesus. Option four. Refer to a physician. Okay, I'm not referring to a physician. I'm boot camp. I think I don't know enough. I don't know enough. I want to start working on something for Henry to put together. So I'm torn between B and C here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, d- I don't know why it's specifying father, but... I still think that more information needs to be obtained in order for me to start working. I mean, I'm sure there's general things that we could do for Henry to, to kind of start working towards this, but I, unless you know, I have all the information, I might not be able to ever get down to the root of the problem. So I'm going to go with C, if, if the root of the problem is attainable. I'm going to go with uh, talking to Henry about his father. Okay. Question seven. Henry reports that his uncle touched him inappropriately okay. when he was 10 years old. And the mother never really did anything about it. You should do what? Option one, call the mother and tell her. Option two, contact the abuse registry. Option three, discuss how the abuse has contributed to Henry's current behavior. And option four, explore the relationship Henry had with his uncle. Oh, my God. God, that's heavy. That's really deep. Um, I have no idea what you would do in this situation because it's a very, I feel like now we're starting to tread a very fine line as to where things could get ser- like very serious at this point. I mean, the whole thing is serious, but, but this is now, you know, we're starting to get to some indicators here that I feel like are very important. And I do think that a necessary protocol is, oh, God damn it. Okay, I wouldn't okay, I wouldn't contact the abusive registry just yet because I want to know more, I guess, about the situation because unless, you know, Henry's making it up or, or something because I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but but you do need to take this very seriously now. Um What are the other options? Talk to mom. Yeah, so call the mother and tell her. Uh discuss how the abuse has contributed to his current behavior. And explore the relationship he had with his uncle. Oh, my God, dude. And this is... All of these answers could be correct, right? Like, all of these could be what you should be doing in general. But what you do first is the question, correct? Mm-hmm. 
I guess the first thing I'm oh, jeez, <laughs> my God, this is really difficult. I guess the first thing I'm gonna do is mom might be part of the problem though. I'm gonna explore it. Okay. I feel like that's the wrong answer, but okay. Question eight. Using a behavioral approach to working with Henry, what is your role? Is it, one, to provide a safe environment? Uh-huh. Two, to make his unconscious conscious? Three, to challenge his basic goals and premises? Or four, to eliminate his maladaptive behaviors? Uh, oh, interesting. I feel like with an oppositional, I, I, again, I have no idea. <laughs> so I, I don't know what I'm doing. But I feel like with something that's so oppositional, you should be combating it, like like kind of bringing it to the forefront and uh, whatever option C was the, the specific wording for it. To challenge his basic goals and premises? Basic goals and premises. I wonder what that means, basic goals. Um, okay. Uh, offering a safe environment is also something that I think is important, but not very... Mm-hmm. But, but it, keep in mind, this is asking what is your role as one who is utilizing a behavioral approach? So that's your hint. Yeah. A behavioral approach. Mm-hmm. What's B again? B is to make his unconscious conscious. And D? To eliminate his maladaptive behaviors. Let me go with C. Okay. Yikes, my guy. This Alrighty. is... Yeah, we're almost done. How long is your exam? Um, it was three hours. Fuck that. <laughs> three hours yeah. of this? Also, FYI, no, not at all, because the format's completely different than this. Okay. Okay. Let's do number nine. Let's see. Using a behavioral approach, which technique below would you employ? Okay. Option one, paradoxical intention. <laughs> okay. Option two, guided imagery. Uh-huh. Option three, rehearsal, and option four, reflection. I'm between one and four because I sound, one just sounds really cool. (laughs) Paradoxical something. What was it? Paradoxical? Paradoxical intention. The fuck does that mean? I'm going to go with reflection. Okay. And then last one, number 10. When terminating treatment with Henry, what would be the best recommendation? Option one, spiritual involvement. Option two, a group for adolescents who have been sexually traumatized. Option three, volunteer work. And option four, psychiatric care. I really don't know the extent of like, they're not giving you a lot of info to go with. Based on the information they have given you. Yeah. Which is not a lot. Uh, psychiatric care seems so intense for not knowing enough, but it could very well be needed. Uh, I don't think a group like adolescent thing would do it. Um, the others were spiritual intervention. And what was the third? The Volunteer work. Volunteer work. I hate all of these. Um, oh my God. 
Was, well, sorry, D, one more time. Psychiatric care. Volunteer work, psychiatric care. None of these sound right to me. Spiritual intervention or adolescent thing. I, I don't know. I'm going to... God, psychiatric care sounds so intense, dude. Psychiatric care. Okay. Alrighty. So let's see your results. Let's start with number one. Yep. So what would you do with Henry first? Your answer was discuss his childhood. Yep. The correct answer is investigate the discipline process in the home. Okay. Fair because enough. you must investigate how the parents are currently responding to Henry to see how that's contributing to his behaviors. Sure. Question two. Once again, the question here was, what additional information do you need to formulate your initial diagnosis for Henry? Your answer was the duration of his symptoms. Mm -hmm. And the correct answer was the duration of his symptoms. Okay. All right. One Very for two. Nice. Okay. Beautiful. Question three, based on the additional information provided by Henry's parents, which was that the symptoms had been present for more than a year, mm -hmm. what would your diagnosis of Henry be? Your answer was oppositional defiant disorder. The correct answer was oppositional defiant okay. disorder. Okay. Very good. Woo. Very good. Okay. Moving on, number four. Uh, what duration of symptoms would you expect to see yeah, with the diagnosis of ODD? Like Your answer was six months. Yeah. The correct answer is six months. Oh, let's go. That yeah. was a Hail Mary. Yeah, you did You did well. That was lucky. Okay, number five. I think this is the Which freebie. behavior would you not see in oppositional defiant disorder? Your answer was gets along with younger children, which is the correct answer. Okay. <laughs> Literally every other yeah. option was something an oppositionally defiant child would do. Yeah. Basically, you don't see oppositionally defiant children getting along with their peers or with authority figures, they usually have difficulty establishing or maintaining relationships because of their symptoms. Yeah. Okay. What would you do next with Henry? Here's Your answer was now. discuss his feelings about his father. Uh, yeah. The correct answer was to refer to a physician. Okay. What? Really? Yes. Okay. Is, you, can you we get need, some context here? As you to need why? to rule out medical cause before any formal diagnosis can be given because a medical cause may provide explanation as to why certain symptoms are occurring. Okay. And that almost always has to be ruled out first and foremost before anything is considered. Okay. And either way, if basically the rule of thumb is say that they're coming in for an evaluation and they haven't done a medical evaluation super recently, mm -hmm. it would be best to get that done first before proceeding. Okay. Interesting. Because you want to do that rule out. Now, odds are it may be the case where, okay, you know, there is nothing wrong medically. Mm -hmm. So we can proceed, but you got to be better safe than sorry. 100%. Okay. Uh, question seven, Henry reports that his uncle touched him inappropriately when he was 10 years old. Uh-huh. And his mother never did anything about it. You should do what? Your answer was explore the relationship Henry had with his uncle. Oh, I'm starting to feel the like I should call mom. Correct answer is actually to contact the abuse registry. 
Oh, okay. All abuse, even okay. suspected abuse, has to be reported. Okay. Good you to know. must contact the abuse registry okay. as it was reported to you. Okay. That's the the important part that it was reported to you. Gotcha. But you should not inform the mother that you are calling. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Question eight. Using a behavioral approach to working with Henry, what is your role? Your answer was to challenge his basic goals and premises. Mm-hmm. The correct answer is to eliminate his maladaptive behaviors. If okay. we're talking the behavioral approach, to challenge his basic goals and premises is more an individual therapeutic approach, specifically at Larian therapy, which is a form of therapy that, you know, it, it essentially does that. It, it basically tasks you to look at what your goals are here and now and the premises of those goals and to challenge them because in the present moment, they are not serving a purpose that you consider beneficial. Okay. At the very least, that is helping you meet a certain end. Okay. Or the end you want, I would want to say. Interesting. Question nine, using a behavioral approach, which technique below would you employ? So your answer was reflection. Yep. The correct answer was rehearsal. Okay. So among the four, rehearsal was the only one that was considered a behavioral technique. Okay. Reflection is not so much a behavioral technique as it is a communication skill that is usually practiced with, once again, Adlerian therapy, CBT, things like that. Okay. Question 10. When terminating treatment with Henry, what would be the best recommendation? Your answer was psychiatric care. The correct answer is a group for adolescents who have been sexually traumatized. So he brought it up. He was sexually abused by his Mm -hmm. uncle. But the therapy that he is seeking here and now is not for that. It's for something completely different. Right. So if at the end of the treatment addressing that, right, the uncle thing is still left unaddressed, then that's the next step, making a recommendation for that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, because from what he's described, it is very much something that, it, you know, may be causing him some functional distress and impairment. He would most likely benefit from a group of adolescents, you know, attending, you know, a group for adolescents who've been sexually abused. Even at 13. Yeah. And there is also a need for family therapy to kind of resolve the conflicts between Henry and his parents and siblings. They would also benefit from that recommendation as well. Okay. Okay. Four out of ten. Four out of ten. Not not the worst. Uh, Hey, I mean, I don't don't do what you do. I don't study what you study, but... um, Mm -hmm. It's really interesting to, oh, I mean, that was a tough one. That was, was heavy at one point, but yikes. Good job, man. Congrats. Congrats Thank for. <laughs> Thank you very much. And FYI, FYI, the, the test, completely different format. It isn't in the multiple choice format. Right. Or at the very least, it wasn't when I took it. It apparently is going to be changing to that as of June of this year, mm-hmm. which is some bullshit. But I had already studied for the old version of it so whatever fuck it i passed yeah i don't give a shit yeah no it doesn't <laughs> matter what it is now oh man oh man but yeah so this is something that i would use to study basically um this um 
this thing that I use called the the counseling exam um, web browser, or whatever. Basically, you you pay a fee and you get access to all these different types of case studies and study materials and study guides and um, diagnostic trees, things like that, mm-hmm. you know, quizzes. Um, I share it actually with a group of people. And it really helped me out a lot when it came to prepping for this exam, especially because of the simulations, which are literally to the T, like what were on the exams, like the format and everything. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it was incredibly helpful because mm. basically how it works is um, just to talk about it a little bit. So the exam is split as of right now into two sections, information gathering and decision making. You have to pass both sections in order to pass the exam. If you pass one and fail the other, it is considered failure. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that happened to me the first time I took the test. Okay. I passed information gathering, but I failed decision making okay. because my knowledge, admittedly, of theoretical um, orientations and therapeutic techniques was not quite there. Right. I brushed up on that quite a bit since then, and it was enough that I passed. Great. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they really do cover everything. And the thing is with that, that's a very big portion of the decision-making portion of the test. Mm-hmm. So you have to really brush up on that. If you don't know that, then it's a lot of points that you're going to be missing out on. Right. Like just to give you an idea, like I think that that point was out of like like 100 and something and 80 something of those points were from like theoretical orientations Jesus. and therapeutic techniques. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's intense. So the thing is, too, with the other two sections, like, I almost got perfect scores on them. Mm-hmm. But even with perfect scores on both of those sections, it yeah. wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered, If I yeah. didn't get enough points in the, you know, in the, in the therapy technique That's portion intense. of the test. Yeah, yeah. They really, they really want you to know, you know, to know your stuff and when it's, need, you know, when it needs to be applied, when it's most suitable. Mm-hmm. They, they got to make sure you know your shit. That's, that's intense, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's intense. Yeah, and mind you, like, this is not... So, you know, I kind of said already that it's not like a multiple-choice, like, format. So what does that mean? Basically, you're given the case study Mm -hmm. right off the bat, and then you're given a question, and you're given a series of options. Depending on the instructions, you could be picking only one. Mm -hmm. You could be picking multiple. Fun. And when it's multiple, it kind of depends on what they're asking. In some cases, it could be which of the following are plausible diagnoses, given what you know. Lovely. Okay. And then it could be, okay, so this is the diagnosis. Which of the following are differential diagnoses for this diagnosis? And that's that's with, you know, decision making. When that's split in an information gathering way, it's more like which of the following assessments would be useful in getting information from this client based on what we know? Mm Mm-hmm. Or maybe something like, which of the following would give you information that would help you in making a provisional DSM-5 diagnosis for a client? And the thing is, none of the questions are really wrong to ask, but they're asking which of these will give you an answer that will specifically help you gather information that you need to make a diagnosis. So it's one of those not fun questions. Yeah. You said DSM-5. What is that? Yeah. So that's the, the diagnostic manual that is presently being used um, as of right now in the field of mental health when it comes to diagnosing mental okay. health disorders. 
I heard that apparently they did an addendum to the DSM-5 very recently. Um, there DSM were a couple... Six. Yeah, not quite the DSM-6 oh, just yet. It's like the five something. But they added a couple addendums to it. One of them being that apparently now uh, grief, bereavement, is considered a disorder. Hmm. Yeah. It has its own DSM-5 code now, apparently. Wow. Yeah. I get it. It's kind of like one of those like adjustment disorder. So, um, you know, to, to those of you who don't know, adjustment disorder is, is a, a trauma and stress-related DSM-5 diagnosis that you administer in the case where within a three-month period, uh, behavioral symptoms are noted in response to a life stressor. Mm-hmm. They begin within three months and they persist for no longer than six months. If they do persist longer than six months, then it warrants a different diagnosis. So it's kind of one of those. It's, it's, a, it's like a temporary mm-hmm. diagnosis, like a very time-constrained one. Okay. So mind you, I, I haven't actually looked at the updated DSM to see what is entailed in grief disorder, mm-hmm. but I imagine that it kind of plays out the same way, you know, that a certain symptomology arises within a, a set period of time given the loss of a beloved or something along the lines of that. I mean, as far as the persisting period is concerned, that's going to be interesting because, I mean, we've seen the TV shows and movies and we see people that grieve sometimes for the remainder of their lives when a loved one is gone. So I'm curious as to whether or not that's actually a part of the diagnosis. That'd be really interesting to see. That would be interesting. I I I also, I wonder as to how they come up with the... uh, I'm sure it's it's a collection of different diagnoses that you can kind of look back through with all the case studies that are available to you mm, yeah. and come up with a, what is, you know, an appropriate amount to or a, an appropriate amount of time to give this diagnosis, for example. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if grief would have one. That would be interesting to see, I guess, if you want to uh, figure that one out for us at some point. Mm-hmm. But I also, like, I wonder what goes into that. Like, I, I know, again, like I said, like, you probably go back through history, like, retrospectively understanding what the mm-hmm. diagnosis was and whatever. Yeah. And coming up with a, 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 an appropriate timeline of mm-hmm. events for the symptomology. But end of the day, I mean, every individual is different, no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is valid. But there are some, some general um, criterion that usually have to be met in order to be diagnosed with any disorder, really. So... I imagine that the same would be the case here. So we would be looking at one, you got to rule out uh, medical cause. You got to rule out mm-hmm. um, caused by medication or some kind of substance as mm-hmm. well. Um, you're going to want to look at that onset, you know, see when it happened and what was going on at the time. Mm-hmm. There probably needs to be an identifiable stressor that, that triggered the disorder. We're talking grief disorder because like grief is only triggered by, by loss mm-hmm. of some kind. Yeah. Um, on top of that, I mean, they probably are going to be asking then for a duration as far as the symptoms are concerned. Possibly. It, it may be very well possible because we're talking about grief that there isn't necessarily a set duration because, I mean, grief just kind of just kind of happens. I feel like it can also come and go. It's possible. But when it comes in and goes, it may not necessarily be considered grief. It may be considered a type of major depressive disorder with a seasonal pattern. Sure, yeah. Seasonal, like, to, to the literal 
sense as as it happens during seasons? Is it like, or are we talking about it, it could follow, it could trigger like through a pattern of dates that are significant to the. Uh, Literally, in either case, actually. Mm -hmm. But usually, what we see is that they they kind of arise, you know. You know, when we're talking about seasonal pattern, you know, at a, at a specific season, because that season kind of triggers, you know, memory of sure. some kind of event mm-hmm. or life stressor of some kind. Um, but I guess also like that, like when we're talking about like specific dates as well, that that would technically, I think, also fall under a uh, seasonal pattern for, for major depressive disorder. Just because the, the key, the key is pattern. Seasonal is just kind of like a... A yeah, term there that I mean, of, it makes sense. It, like, it, why it, it helps there, you yeah. understand that it's something that has a trend, something right. that's that's recurrent. Mm-hmm. Oh, that totally makes sense like, yeah, in yeah. my mind. Wow, it's intense. That's man. what I do, man. <laughs> that's what I. That's my living. All right, all right. For the next episode, I'll I'll bring a little. Uh, maybe I'll make you do the DABT exam. Yeah, I'll uh, fail it. I yeah, guarantee it. I, I'd, fail it <laughs> I'd fail it too, and I'm studying to become, you know, a toxicologist. Yeah. No, it's just like a really intense exam that that goes through all different types of toxicology. Yeah. There's like equations evol- involved, and uh, it's a lot of memorization of different um, toxicants and toxins and how they interact in the body, and and a lot of different things. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm not gonna put you through that. That that wouldn't be. Yeah, please don't. Nice, um, but <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll bring a little interesting tidbit about my stuff next time. But yeah, no, go I for it. That. I feel like I talked a lot about. It was I interesting. Today, I just which I, I normally don't do. I usually no, just yeah. hear talking shit. No, but it was in a general sense, and I liked it. It was, yeah, yeah. It was good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, you just passed your big exam. That's true. And we're That's probably the most to... professional that I'm ever going to sound on this yeah. show. You are never getting that side yeah. of me again. So, would you rather have a time machine or a teleporter? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I I guess the teleporter. No, a time machine. Why a time machine? Why not a time machine? Explain why the time machine. Because you don't have a substitute for a time machine. A teleporter, you could just hop in a plane and go wherever. Yeah, but it's a long teleporter. A what? It's a long teleporter. Yeah, but at least it's a teleporter. Yeah, but I mean, like, are are you saying like an instantaneous teleporter? Yeah, yeah, instantaneous. Are you talking more like teleporter? Ooh, you got vehicles. No, I'm just saying. They teleport you to where you need to go. I'm just saying. Eventually. One is like, I feel like you could live without. The time machine is something that you'll never have. Okay. I don't know, man. I think I'd probably still go with teleporter. Do you have any idea how much I would save on gas in this fucking economy with a teleporter? Yeah, dude. Yeah. So. I mean, either that or, you know, if I really want to kind of spin it, I could just use the time machine to go back to a period in which gas prices were really cheap buy a shit ton of that gas and just bring it, not even a shit ton, just buy it when I need it and then just come back to the present and then just put it in my car. I'm sure there's... I'm going to go with yours. I'm going to go with Time Machine. Yeah, fuck Teleporter. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of implications with Well, because the thing is, I could just use the Time Machine as a teleporter. Yeah. It's like, oh, I want to go to Chipotle. I'm going to time travel to when I went to Chipotle last. (laughs) I'm going to time travel to when Chipotle was six bucks a burrito instead of nine. I really don't eat a Chipotle all that much. I do quite a bit. So much so, so much so that I am literally aware of the state of our economy just by the prices of the burritos. I mean, a $3 hike up is quite a bit. You're yeah, talking about since what, like fucking 2014. 50% increase, yeah. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. I'm, like, I legit remember when like a chicken burrito was six bucks. Now it's like like practically nine. Shit's crazy, man. Yeah, man. That's 
It's a whole ass meal. Yeah. I don't know if it's like interesting or sad that I can Bo- that I'm using that as like Bo- my Bo- basis of like how Bo- the state of the economy <laughs> this is. is. This is where DT like, is with inflation, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it really is though. It was like it's just the most it's fine. the most simple way for me to understand it. I don't understand. The what prices of is. my favorite fast food have gone up. I don't understand where it's the an injustice. Goes. It is an injustice. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Nine dollars a burrito is too expensive. It really fucking is. And that's where the chicken one, which is like the cheapest one. It's not even that good though. I disagree. I Chipotle? think it's fantastic. It's not as good as Antojitos, which is a oh, is. local Mexican um okay. cuisine that is available here Chipotle in our or city. Uh Chipotle. Mo's. Nah. Their queso is way better. Their queso is overrated. You're overrated. Huh? <laughs> I took that no, offensively. If anything, I'm not rated enough. Uh, I don't know, man. Queso, the queso at Moses. It's better than the queso at Chipotle. I feel like it's But a to very... be fair, I'm not going to go to Chipotle for the queso. And if you go to Chipotle for the queso, what the fuck is wrong with you? Go to Moe's. Yeah. Get the queso there. Yeah. I feel like it's a very uh, uh, controversial answer from me to, to pick Moe's over Chipotle. Yeah. But... Let's hear it from you guys. Moe's or Chipotle. Um, would you rather have a hook for a hand or a peg leg? <laughs> Where are you getting these from? Just, you know. I mean, I think I'd here. go I think I'd go with the hook. Why? I don't know. I just, I just like the idea of having a hook. This kind of falls in the elbows and knees. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Topic a little bit. I mean, I don't know. I just like, I like having my feet. Yeah. You know? Feet are good. Yeah. I, like feet. I would like a left, like a left hook. I need my right hand. Hmm. Okay, how about hooks for hands or pegs for legs? Hooks for hands or pegs for legs. Um, this is making me think of two separate characters. It's making me think of the peg leg man from Family Guy. Okay. And then it's also making me think, of, did you ever see Rocco's Modern Life? Yeah. Do you remember um, the turtle? I don't. The one with the glasses? He was like one of Rocco's best friends. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah it's funny because like, he was dating like a, a dentist who was like a cat with like a hook hand. And her mother was also a cat, and she both of her hands were hooks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really funny. Um, What's that other show? Uh, it was a creepy one on Cartoon Network with the kid that loved candy, and his best friend was a whale. Flapjack. Flapjack. Yeah. Isn't isn't the guy from Flapjack like two hooks for hands and both? Is that like legs? hooks? He just has these weird wooden like. Everything's wood, right? He has like wooden prosthetics. Yeah. Damn, that must suck. Yeah, I mean... Horrible life. He looked like he was doing fine. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, I don't know. But, um, fuck, hooks for hands or, or peg legs? It's got to be peg legs. I mean, I get... Yeah, because I just... I want my hands. It's got to be peg legs. I do legs. things with them. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'll go I'll go with peg legs. You know how, like, inconvenient yeah. hooks are for hands? Plus, I could put, like, alcohol in them. What, in the hooks? Yeah. Valkyrie has jumped out the window. No. <laughs> She's on my lap. <laughs> the, I wonder how she would react to the pigeons in the window. Yeah, if I just like held her up to them like Valkyrie behold. She would chirp at them, yeah. This, yeah, is, probably. this is the first She does she does to, chirp. She, she does chirp. chirp, yeah. Yep. She's twitching. Oh. Cats or dogs? Uh cats. Absolutely. Yeah. And there is no argument here, guys, and there's no argument to be had. Look, Don't come I, at us. Look, like Dogs I'm, are I'm, I'm okay. Bro. I'm okay with dogs. I like dogs. Sure, other people's dogs. I'm starting to like dogs even more now other than people's I ever dogs. did before. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I could be a a dog person. Yeah, at all. 
especially at this point mm-hmm. in my life. But I'm very much ready to be a cat person, me and my wife, which is why we have Valkyrie. Valkyrie will reach an age where she will no longer need that much care and you could just leave her alone at no, home. No, because she will become the God-shattering star and as foretold she in the prophecy. She will care for you. She will care for me by making sure that I have nothing to worry about ever again. No Because stars. I will be dead. Yes. Because she will have gone supernova, yep. as was foretold. Is that what was foretold? Yes. What, so what is the progression to supernova? Um, well, first you start out as... <laughs> okay. As a first star, you start, correct. First you start out as... A, no, not even. I mean, first you start out like this. She's a cat, Yeah. obviously. And then she... And then she eventually becomes a star, uh-huh. and then eventually becomes a supernova. Okay. So she's shattering gods or stars? She's the god-shattering star. So she's shattering Sorry. god... Stuff it a lot. <laughs> I gotta say that, but <laughs> God damn it, Valkyrie. Some va- some blasphemy in this house. Mm-hmm. Damn right, damn right. <laughs> oh my I don't I don't god, have any more god. for you. I just, no, you, <laughs> I just, no? Yeah, you got yeah. nothing for me? No, no, no. What's no, been no. going on this week? I mean, hey, like With a you. lot. A lot, man. A lot. Lay it on me. Uh, the vid has kept me at home. Uh, my parents came down to visit last week. Uh, they've been good. Been chilling. Sister's in town. She's hanging out. Next week, I head back up north uh, to visit the parentals and watch my brother graduate from college. Nice. The last one of us to, to do it. So I'm proud of him for that one. Very, very nice. Uh, I think he's going to get a job, hopefully, and not go down the graduate school route which is my advice to him. Uh, <laughs> no, no context. I mean, <laughs> as a, I don't know. Yeah. I kind of get it. I mean, I took the graduate school route and here I am. Yeah. I, it's just, you know, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, um, it is. It is. You, you really got to enjoy what you do. Yeah, to do absolutely. Um, absolutely. So it is. That's it is my nice. only thing. Uh, so yeah, I'm going back up home and then uh, working real hard towards uh, finishing up this degree. Nice. So proposals pretty much done. We got some papers and process and a lot of writing, honestly, which is not fun. I, I don't enjoy <laughs> the writing portion of grad school, but it is what it is. I'm more of the experiment guy. Like I like to be at the bench. Uh-huh. I like to do all the experiments. I like to work with the mice. I like to work with. You're uh, a scientist. I'm a scientist. Discovery is the coolest thing, you know, yeah. like I get to sit there and be like, oh, my God, like I'm the first person to ever really see this yeah. or to ever really do this or to ever really figure this thing out. Now, granted, a lot of people are doing it in different ways and different things and discovering different things. But mine is, you know, it's fun. <laughs> it is fun. Like I'm. Yeah. I'm. Do you think it's still fun if you're like not the first? No. When, do, when does it stop being fun? When you're not the first. <laughs> really? So if you were the second person to discover something? Yeah. I mean, you're not discovering. You're just validating. But that still wouldn't be an achievement to you. No, I mean, it is like. Yeah, because for me, I think like the, the place at which I would no longer be satisfied with it is I think anything that isn't like in like the top 10. Yeah. I like mean, if I wasn't like within the top 10 to like discover something then I feel like maybe like, oh, I mean, now everyone kind of knows about a shit. Well, it doesn't matter. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter after number one, in you my know? opinion. Like, it's not about, it's not, it's, okay. So part of it is part of the discovery thing, like like being the first person to ever see it. Yeah. But also using, you know, like, 
it's it's cool because technology and experimental design and methods have come so far that the tools that I have available to me today were not available 10 or, or let's even say five years ago, 10 uh-huh. years ago, 20 years ago. Everything is getting better and better and better. And now, you know, I can measure direct brain levels of certain things in a live mouse, for example. Mm. I can do things that like we weren't able to even think about doing um, all those years ago. And the brilliant minds that have paved the way for us to learn about what we're learning is, um, it's just really cool to be part of that process. It is. So the research part is cool. The writing part that comes with grad school, so writing all those papers for publication, Ooh, actually telling yeah. people what I discovered is yeah. boring as hell. Oh, I, I can imagine. It's so boring. I can dude. imagine. I remember how much writing I had to do back when I was in grad school, and it got to the point where I could, I can now like type of like a 500-word whatever, literally like nothing. If anything, I, like, I would beg for those, like, please, yeah. please give me a 500-word assignment absolutely and not, and not like a fucking 20 page yeah like report you know i'm past like the assignments were uh you know when you so if you're doing your phd the first two years are going to be uh class-based stuff so your assignments and everything like that um that part i didn't mind as much i mean i hated it but i i didn't mind it as much as what i'm doing now because now it's like you're on your own mm-hmm. like you have like I'm basically, for example, um, to, to give a little bit of a teaser as to one of the papers that I'm writing. So I discovered an association between lead and DDT, lead being the environmental toxin, uh, the, the heavy metal, and then DDT, the environmental toxicant, which is an organochlorine pesticide, with uh, Alzheimer's disease in a very specific way, something called uh, amyloid precursor protein. So yeah. anyways, I, I did all those about, experiments. Um, I had to learn about neurocognitive disorders for my exam. And oh, I had yeah? To learn, yeah, I had to learn how to rule out um, Alzheimer's versus um, neurocognitive disorder due to um, Lewy body's... Um, Lewy body dementia? Yeah. Yep. I had to do that. I had to know the difference between um, Huntington's and uh, Parkinson's. Um, also had to just, you know, have an awareness of like traumatic brain injury mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I know, I know a little bit. Yeah. And that's, I actually, you know, that's probably where I struggle the most. Um, when you get into doing grad school at that level, like you have to become an expert on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so Alzheimer's disease starts like just from the, from the total outside thing, like bigger picture, you know, we're talking about the, the, the most major cause, the number one cause of dementia worldwide, over 6 million cases in mm. the United States. Like, it's huge. Yeah. Huge public health relevance, number six cause of death in the United States For alone. Sure. Um, yeah, you, you got, like, an age of onset that's usually, you know, in your senior year, so, like, around 65. Yeah, 65 and up. Or so. um, um, the, the important feature, and correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, just to kind of, um, at least for me, like, when we're diagnosing it, is that the cognitive decline has to be something that was kind of going on over a gradual period mm-hmm. of, of time. And that's important when you're talking about diagnosing it in the mental health field, because if the cognitive decline is sudden, it just kind of happened out of the blue and you can't trace it to some kind of traumatic brain injury, then you need to, in that case, once again, you got to rule out medical cause. Something's mm-hmm. up there. Yeah. And we got to make sure that we have a clear picture of what that is. Yeah. I mean, when we talk about Alzheimer's disease specifically, we're talking about something that's happening over the course of I mean research has come a long long way but we're now at the point of like 
a lot of uh, discussion is like, are you born with it? Is this something that you could potentially be? Uh, you mean like if you have like a over, like a genetic like predisposition? So a genetic predisposition it. would have to be something. So there are two types of Alzheimer's disease, right? You have the familial form, which accounts for less than five percent of cases. Okay. And those are caused by three genes. Those would be APP, persinolin one, persinolin two. Uh, Sorry, the twelve-year-old in me was just chuckling. APP. <laughs> Amyloid precursor <laughs> protein, persinolin 1, persinolin A PP. Yeah, a PP. A very important <laughs> protein that can cause Alzheimer's disease. <laughs> and they named it a PP. The important thing is that these genes are, uh, again, like, oh, like the name entails, it's familial, right? So yeah. this is something that gets passed on through generations and only happens in less than 5% of the cases. That onset, like when we're talking about full-blown Alzheimer's disease, is like 40, 45. Uh -huh. Normally... What happens in over 95% of the cases is that you develop something like mild cognitive impairment, which is a prodromal feature of Alzheimer's. Right. And that happens, around, again, around 40, 45 years old. And this is like when you start to notice symptoms, but they're not like serious, like they're not impacting executive function uh -huh. or your day to day. Uh, or the people around you or things like that. By the time you reach 60, 65 years old, it gets really bad, mm. right? And loss of executive function, again, yeah. uh, you require a caretaker. That's usually, would you, would you say that's usually when it's kind of like, it, it's hit a point where like it's arising and very much like kind of like making its way toward like the climax? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it yeah, gets yeah. worse and worse as time goes yeah, on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And but it's usually, I guess, like the reason why the age of onset is usually like around 65 is because it's usually at that point where the, you know, it's it's... It's easy to taken its toll. Yeah, it's, 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 it's done its damage. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about at 65 years old, amyloid beta plaques all up in the brain, tau yeah. pathology. All That's up actually in the brain. how my how my grandfather passed. Yeah, yeah, my my grandfather um, passed of uh, Alzheimer's when I was in like um, elementary school. One of them. Yeah, that this was the one that um, that I spent more of my childhood with because mm -hmm. my my grandmother she was married, then she got divorced, and then she remarried. She remarried. Very nice gentleman, um, who was there for a lot of my, a lot of my childhood, and you know, fortunately he got Alzheimer's. My mom told me that like even at like the very end, despite everything that he had kind of like forgotten and lost, he would still ask about me and my brother. That's really nice. Yeah, because my sister wasn't born born at the time, mm -hmm. and well, I mean, she wasn't born until long, quite quite some time after he had passed. Yeah. So. That's really nice. That really is nice. I mean, it's it's really hard, and it it's a very heterogeneous disease, meaning that it presents diff differently in all individuals. Um, you have your global hallmarks of like again amyloid bla uh, plaque pathology. So basically, you get plaques in the brain, uh, death of the neurons, uh, shrinkage of the hippocampus and cortical regions. Yeah. FYI. Killer band name: Death of the Neurons. Death of the Neurons. That's yeah. Fucking dope. <laughs> Horrible, horrible. Holy shit. Um, yeah, but no, it would be a good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Killer band names. Um, but but it is... Uh, this first song is called Where Am I? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. But if you, like... God damn it, oh I'm trying God. to rein it back in. My, my, my kind of final point that I just want to, like... If I can't stress enough 
after all this talk that we just had about Alzheimer's disease, it's a very complex disease. Absolutely. Incredibly complicated. Yeah. With so many different factors that play mm. into it. It's not something that you're born with, like, like genetically speaking, automatically. It's not something that you can predict with different... Uh, there's no super predictive factors. There are a couple that help, but that's it. And then everything else is up in the air and for debate. So that's what we study. And so it's really hard to do it. And... You know, we've known about this disease for over 100 years, and there are no drugs that treat Alzheimer's disease. I mean, they treat, like, some of the symptoms in the form of, like, alleviating them, but nothing to stop or the progression of the disease. Mm -hmm. So, super complex stuff. I'm having fun. Um, can't wait to graduate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait to graduate. Whew. Dr. Faras yeah. will be a good title, hopefully, one day. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I think it sounds nice. Yeah, not bad. So we're uh, we're <laughs> sorry, guys. I you know <laughs> I've I've been asked like to talk more about what we do, uh, mm. in a more general sense, so that obviously we're not giving too too much away about ourselves. But yeah, in in the general sense, like if if that is something that interests you guys, let us know and we'll we'll talk about it. It's been nice. Like it's it's been a while since we've been behind the microphone. Yeah, I think um, DT's older now. A little bit. I mean, literally, emotionally, perhaps. But like age-wise as well. I mean, we all are. But like you're. Yeah, you like my, my fucking year. birthday passed. Exactly. All right. all right. Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah, that was back, fun. Um, back in April, it was fun. I enjoyed it very, very much. It was you know nice and chill and exactly what I had needed the the week before my exam. Yeah. 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 Oh, man, oh, man. <sighs> I'm almost fucking 30, dude. Well, you're 36 in my mind, but yeah. Shut the fuck up, dude. When you're older and closer to 40. <sighs> yeah, you're almost 30. That's crazy. Valkyrie, get him. <laughs> Valkyrie, you're not there yet. You're no, not that guy. No, she's asleep. Oh, we love that. Yeah. So let's <laughs> talk about uh, some ideas that we've got for... Kind of finishing out this season, we've been asked, uh, I, I saw that uh, we had a question come through as to what we would be doing to end out the season and then coming out with a new season. So if you guys like us and enjoy this, um, or if you don't like us and, and don't enjoy this, then I don't care, but we are coming out with another season oh, yeah. of the Shit Chat Podcast. Uh, our, it'll be our best season yet. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping so. I'm, absolutely, I'll, I'll, I'll get behind you on that. Absolutely, I can agree with you on that. Absolutely, uh, we will need a lot of help from you guys. Yeah, in, um, coming up with some new ideas. We're gonna try to come out with some merch, you know, based Hell on some yeah. of our our favorite quotes um, from the episodes thus far. If you even have like a favorite quote that you would love to see just slapped on a T-shirt that you would be willing to wear. Let us know, Let and, us we'll, know. and we'll get to work on it. We'll yeah. see if um, that's something that we can do. I already have a couple ideas yeah. off the top of my head of things that I definitely want to yeah. get made into shirts. Do you want to tease a couple of them? Because yeah. I, I know them, and they're pretty good. Yeah, so um, right off the bat, I was actually thinking about making like fake band T-shirts based off of some of the fake bands that we yeah. had come up with because I think that'd be really fucking cool. Yeah. 
we can put some nice designs on there, make it look yeah. real. Yeah. Yeah. I just got to, I got to go through. Walk uh, around Wynwood a little bit and somebody comes up to you and they're like, oh my God, I love that band. I love Move Jeremy Move. It's like my <laughs> favorite band. Oh, is it now? Because I made it up. Yeah. Memories of Mice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Dude, I'm such a mom fan. Dude. MOM. Oh my god! But yeah, I, I honestly think that would be the the big ticket item. Right yeah, that there. would be really cool. You know, and then you know, of course, you got your your classics like Secret Punch. Secret Punch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let us know, guys. We we want to try to start, you know, doing more for the show. You know, we want to keep making it better, and we're gonna need money. Unfortunately, give us your money. You know, to to give us your money, Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> Daddy, I need money. We'll just send you that sound bit or, or yeah. I will show up at your door. Expect say, like 50 voicemails Armando. from a bunch of numbers you don't recognize just requesting you. Hello, don't ask me how I called you. I need money. <laughs> oh, hey, Valkyrie. I'm sorry. <laughs> Valkyrie's just looking at me like, you want money? Like For $1, I will send you a picture of Valkyrie. Without DT's consent, clearly. What? <laughs> no. I'm her papa. Yeah. You need to get my consent <laughs> if you want her photos. The fuck you saying? Without my consent. It's for a dollar, You DT. know what that makes Put you for us? That makes you a... No. And I'll be ab- damned. First off, absolutely <laughs> not. This no shot. That is a cat. Jesus. Oh, my God. Um... So I will not be sending pictures of Valkyrie in any way, shape, or form. Just ask me for consent. I just, I just wanted to, to rile you up a little bit without yeah, getting accused of yeah. such a horrible thing. Yeah, well, then maybe don't put yourself in that light. You're the, you're you consider like, that? You consider that? It's bad lighting. It's just bad lighting. It absolutely. You know what you should lighting. do? You should do. You get. You got to get better lighting. Yeah. So what you're going to do is you're not going to say the fucking sentence again. <laughs> DT said, slightest discomfort, and, and I push you in into the light. fire. Better light. See, fire, better lighting. Yeah, better yeah, lighting yeah. than this. Yeah. This is not good lighting. Yeah. This is like... Can I get some pictures of Valkyrie so I can send them out? To the- Valkyrie, again, if you're just tuning in for some reason at the end of the episode, Valkyrie's a cat. Um, six weeks old, super cute, has a diamond on her forehead. And white paws and black fur. She's got little boots. She's got little boots. She's got little boots. And she mews a lot. Yes, and she is the oncoming doom that will consume the planet. As prophecy has foretold. Yes. Valkyrie is... I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, just, I can. Uh, Valkyrie, let me graduate first. Yeah, no, dude, she's the, she's the anti, anti-mice. Anti-mice. That's true. She is the... Yeah, well, we don't know. She could get along with mice. Maybe. Memories of mice is just Valkyrie. That's all they see at the end. Oh, man, Valkyrie's like their version of death. No. That'd be fucked. What if death was just like literally the thing that you fear most bringing you to the afterlife? It'd be horrible. Yeah. Heights? How is that? Just falling into the afterlife? Yeah. Or just like a cliff with like a scythe going like, all right, let's go. A cliff (laughs) with a scythe? (laughs) Yeah. That'd be weird. Just shows up. Uh, right. Another thing I'm afraid of is barbers. 
So that one kind of makes like like a barber yeah, with a yeah, scythe. It's just, just kind of weird to come here so I can give you a haircut. I, mean, I don't one think you even time. have like a scythe. You just have giant shears, and you'd be like, "All right, buddy, we're gonna haircut you into the afterlife." Do you ever shiver on the chair? Like, you ever just sit there and you're like mm-hmm. shaky a little bit? No, I'm fine. Okay. Do you not like barbers? No. Is this like a real thing? They get real close to my neck. Oh fuck, Valkyrie. <laughs> she she woke up now, so she's like all hyper and is like attacking. So her little claws are just kind of digging into my thigh. Hell yeah, Valkyrie. But yeah, no, I, I don't love barbers. Um, I love my barber. He does a great job, but terrified yeah. of him. Don't trust him. I'd be, yeah. He's got a razor up to my neck. Yeah, I will say because of my big because of my big Adam's apple, when I when I feel like blades around the neck, I, I worry. I worry like, oh God, is this it? Am I going to get Sweeney Totted? Yeah, like, I don't let them touch the beard. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Not my cup of my tea. New, my new barber just kind of did it like on a whim. And absolutely not. Mind you, though, I was okay with it because he charges the cheapest haircut out of anybody I've done it with in the city, and he does quality work. Okay. The guy has five star reviews on on Yelp, which okay. is unprecedented and a hell of a lot better than my other guy, who apparently, apparently, um, what's it called? Has beef with with this with your barber. Current barber. Yeah. And you've like switched really, sides. Like really bad beef. I have because like. Um, what's it called? Um, my old barber just wasn't professional. Okay. Like I would show up and like the barbershop would never be open. I once showed up after having made an appointment specifically with him. I was there for like 20 minutes. He didn't show up. I left. And then he texted me like, yo, where are you? And I'm like, where am I? Where were you? Yeah. I was there. Yeah. You want to reschedule? And he's like, I could do this day at this time. I'm like, I, I can't. And he's like, that's all I got. I'm like. All right. I don't know what to tell you. What, what is the point of your hours works. of operation if no one is ever fucking there when I go? Not how that works at yeah. all. Yeah, ridiculous. But this other guy, though. Yeah. Mike, great guy. So you're just going to like walk in between them one day? Like they're just going to put you down? In the I mean, I worry alley? because he says that apparently every now and then he'll like, um, like wander around this guy's shop like unsolicited for no reason because apparently they had major beef because he wanted... That spot, but he took it. Oh shit! Yeah. So it's like a turf war. Yeah, yeah. Like apparently, like he's like been arrested and stuff. Like he. You're he a current have, barber. Not my current barber. The the other guy, my old oh, one, yeah. who's having beef with my new barber. Like he's been arrested. He apparently doesn't have good rep, like in the community, like at all. Rep is very important. Yeah, especially if you're a fucking barber. Yeah. That's all you got. Yeah. Pretty much. But um. Yeah, I can get where you're coming from with the with the barber thing. Yeah, because I think if if this if my old barber was the one bringing me into the afterlife, I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, this is this is a fear that is well within my comprehension. I can't get this out of my mind now that there's just two barbers that are <laughs> meeting in the alleyway with their with their clippers like attached yeah. to extension cords. Yeah, you're on the wrong fucking <laughs> wrong this, side of town, man. This is fade. This bar- is fade. Term. <laughs> Come catch this fade, yeah. bro. Yeah. This barbershop ain't big enough. These scissors ain't big enough for the hair of you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, that's, a little, that's a little inside joke. Who's, uh, who's coming to bring you to your death? Me? Um, or what? Yeah, I don't know, man. If I'm talking like fear. Yeah. Um, whatever ends up being responsible for the death of my wife will probably be what brings me because the thing that I fear most is that. So still Valkyrie. Okay. God. Valkyrie. (laughs) 
I mean, I, she will be the death of us all. So. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. If Valkyrie is the one that brings me to the afterlife, I'm totally cool with that. Yeah? Yeah. I wouldn't mind, even if she is most likely going to be uh, Eldritch Horror by the time that happens, as per the prophecy. Lovely. Fucking Valkyrie. Or I guess, like, in, in Valkyrie's case, the prophecy. The prof. Oh, <laughs> cute. That's a, that's, that's a much more cute way to phrase to the end of time. The, yeah. <laughs> foretell the end of time. So, yeah, so we're going to be bringing some really cool stuff, hopefully, by the second season. New guests, returning guests, I, I heard. An maybe. improved setup. Improved setup is definitely part of the plan. We're actually still trying to figure that out. Um, I'm not going to get into what is needed or, or why. Uh, but hopefully DT will not have to be sharing a mic or or I won't be sharing a mic, but, but it probably would be DT. Uh, who why? Why does it always got to be? You should. Well, that's you what I'm should saying. Share your mic more. No, I'm saying with the guests. No, I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying hopefully you oh, okay, won't have to right, share your mic. Fuck me then. I'm just saying hopefully you won't have to share your mic yeah, with anybody well, because you've been the one that's been sharing the mic primarily. Yeah. And we appreciate you for that. And you put you know you put your neck on the line for this podcast. We yes. love you for it. Uh, so yeah, an improved setup. Um, I I heard a birdie telling me that we might have a returning guest from our very Ooh. second episode or third episode. No, our second episode. Yeah, possibly, possibly. We're trying to get it in the works. Yeah. Hopefully, very, very hopefully expensive. we can. Yeah. No, his, I mean, his prices have only gone up since, yeah. since he aired on the, on the Apparently show. Apparently inflation affects. Yeah. Affects, affects his rates. <laughs> affects his rates yeah, too. You know, like I, I, I'm on a wait list just to get a hold of his, his agent, which is his mother. Yeah. So, you know, like I explained like who I was and then she remembered who I was and put me <laughs> even further back on the wait list <laughs> specifically because of just because it's me. She said, fuck you. So, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be able to mind you. This is the wait list to be considered to just to even have a shot, have a shot. Yeah. You know, not like a definite thing at all. So I'm hoping it pans out. If that doesn't pan out, we'll get David back. He's he's fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we really appreciate you guys for listening, and uh, I think we can wrap it up. I think so. All right, DT, lead us up. Alrighty. So, guys, thank you very much for tuning in to yet another wonderful episode of the Shit Chat Podcast. As always, I'm DT. And I'm for us. And this is Valkyrie. Valkyrie Mew for me. Hold on. Do it. Wait. One more. One more. There we go. Right on. <laughs> I'm dead inside. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. See you guys. See you later. Well, that was the end of Chit Chat. Hope you have a good night. Ta-da.